Hey everyone, I'm Kurt and welcome back to The Breakdown. It is good to be here with you yet another day and my buddy Luke is not here but I have a very special guest, Kim. How are you? That's quite the welcome. Good. I'm good. Thank you. We Thanks have for Kim, having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. We have Kim Gagney here. And of course, we heard just a few weeks ago all that you do at the church. So I don't think anybody's questioning at this point. Hey, tell me a little bit about Kim. I think they already know a fair amount of what you're doing. And praise God, you know, that you are here and you are plugged in. So thank you for yeah. joining us yeah. today. I'm very excited to have you here. Have you ever been on The Breakdown? No, this is a first. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. And Jennifer and I were just talking this morning and we're like praying through, you know, we felt that Sunday's message was very evangelistic. And uh, we're just thinking, and Jen just like, hey, why don't you reach out to Kim? Uh, She really, it's right up her alley. So I want to thank you for coming in. Yeah, that's so funny because um, as Pastor Zach was preparing his message for Sunday, I walked by him earlier in the week and he said, Oh my goodness, this message is going to be so deep for Sunday. I don't know if it's it was Saturday, actually. It was Saturday. Yeah. It was Christmas Eve. And I I said, how deep? He said, really deep. But this is what the <laughs> Lord gave me. And I and I was I walked away and I was like, oh man, I was thinking this might have to be an evangelistic message for Sunday because Saturday because we have so many people that were yes. coming um that, you know, are not not usually in church. And when he finished preaching it, I walked over to him and I said, that was deep, but that was so evangelistic. It yes. was it was such a beautiful picture of um, the Lord's heart. It really was, and, and and we'll get into that in a few moments about how everything breaks down from John and his gospel. But it was it was really I think wonderful to come back to. Did you grow up in church where you would pray what we commonly refer to those seasoned Christians would refer to as the sinner's prayer? Did you yes. grow up with that? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us did. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to say, too, that the sinner's prayer, quote unquote, is actually not found in the Bible. What oh, we're right. actually referring to is Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Right. And, and so this is where we derive this sinner's prayer. But I have to say, I, I loved it on Saturday. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a, a nice moment to be able to for people to stop and be able to speak out loud um, what was what was going on in their heart. I agree. I agree. I loved it. And not only did it bring me back, but, you know, every time I have done that, even as a believer, and and I could have been born on a pew, probably like you, raised in the faith, uh, but it still means the same thing to me every time those words come off my lips. Right. And, and I think sometimes we can look at that and say, oh, well, we're just praying a prayer. We're just saying something. But, you know, even the apostle uh, Philip, when he was talking to the Ethiopian eunuch, you know what he said? All you have to do is believe with all your heart. Right. We think we've come up with that. Right. But I love that Zach was saying it on Sunday. Hey, all you have to do is just believe yeah. with all your heart. And it means something. Yeah. It really does. I know. That, it was good. And that transformation begins from the inside. So it was so cool to be here on Saturday. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I don't know if you have heard about this yet, but we've been doing a survey at The Breakdown, trying to get some dialogue. So I want to thank everybody who took time to complete our survey. And one thing, this kind of goes to what you and I were just talking about. One thing that somebody shared is they said, sometimes you're using big words that only seasoned Christians will know. Okay. You know, it's really helpful if you be aware of that and take some time to break it down. And and I want to say thank you yeah. for letting us know that because the point of the breakdown is to make it simpler. Mm-hmm. One of those words that uh, Pastor Zach threw out us on Sunday, do, do you know where I'm going? Do you know what the word was? There was a couple. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There was a couple. 
I was like, you just said Christophany. Yes. On on Christmas Eve yes. service. Yes, that was a big one. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, oh, we're gonna have fun on the breakdown with that. So yeah, when they were when he was talking about the um the class on the gifts and uh, the letters. Yeah. I was like, I think you're gonna need a class on some of these words too. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so good, but it, it's great. You know, like you said, Pastor Zach was saying, it's going to be deep, but I love how the Lord works because he meets us where we are. And even though there was that deep power, I, I believe that there was something for everybody on Saturday. If you were that seasoned Christian walking through the door, or if you were a first time coming through the door, I believe the Lord was speaking through every part of the service. It yeah, was really I totally beautiful. agree. Yeah. So as you were sitting there on Saturday, we have to keep reminding ourselves, what, what were some of the things that were hitting you about this message? Yeah, I actually, when we got home, I um, was sharing with our family that in both services, what really jumped out at me was when Pastor Zach started talking about finding God in nature, Mm. because that is something that we hear all the time from so many people. If I want to find God, I go out to a sunset or I go out on a boat ride or I walk in the woods or I'm on a hike or I go to the mountains. You know, that is a very common discussion that you'll have with Christians um, all the time and even finding worship in nature. Yes. And when he talked about how we're observers of nature responding to the Lord Mm -hmm. and it's, he compared it. I think the example he gave was a romance novel or a romance movie when you're watching it and you feel emotional and you feel connected to it, but it's not actually happening to you. Yes. And he talked about how we don't need to be sitting back and watching nature respond to the Lord. We can we can respond to the Lord. Yes. And I just thought that that was such a cool point. I really, I, I agree. As we were walking through the doors yeah. and I was asking you, hey, what really stuck yeah. out to you? That was so powerful because I believe, again, every one of us, the seasoned Christian, or if you were here for the first time, we all can relate to that. We're looking to something, you know, this fantasy on a romance film or a novel, or we're going to outside that's not fantasy. And I was thinking about a lot of people, Pastor Zach was talking about going out on the boat, being in the ocean or sitting on the deck and just watching. And it's so interesting because Jesus does have that, that famous saying, hey, if these people do not cry out, the rocks will cry out. So creation is designed to declare his glory, but we actually are part of his creation and can share in that as well. We don't have to observe. Right. And I think it's so easy to fall into that spot of being the observer, right? In so yeah. many ways. And in church, you can fall into being an observer and not a participant. In the your relationship with the Lord, you can fall into that seat of just observing and not participating. Yes. And I, I think it isn't until you stop and you really think about it, like, where am I in this? Am I participating in worship? Am I participating in what the Lord has for me or am I just sitting and observing? Mm. You know? What do you think makes that difference? How, how does how does one shift from being the observer to the active participant? I think it takes stepping out. Mm. Right. I think if you think back to that walking on water, yeah. You're True. either in the boat True. and you're riding. True. Or you've decided to take a step. And the steps always happen when you are willing to take risk. Mm. And you're willing to walk by faith and not by sight. And I think it does take that step out before you start to participate and be able to experience the things of the Lord firsthand. That's so good. 
So as we come into this brand new year, 2023, it's hard to believe. Ah. We're, well, I know, I know. Ah. We're just days away. Yeah. But but you're absolutely right. Nothing happens without faith, right. and faith is action. We actually have to step into that role. We can't just say we believe it. We actually have to act. And I tend to think about, you know, this sinner's prayer. The reason we pray, the reason we confess is that it is sealed by our confession. That's our step. That's our action to what we believe because nobody can see the belief of our heart. But when we confess it, there's action behind it. So taking that step of faith, stepping out of the boat. And so as we approach this new year, maybe maybe you, you know, the listener, you're thinking about some things that God has stirred in your heart. You know, what would it be? I, I think about all the things that uh, God has used you to do, Kim. I, I think it's fascinating. As we were standing there, and I'm sitting behind you on that <laughs> Sunday, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I wanted to dialogue a little bit about that because I, I believe that we do want to hear, you know, some of the, the amazing stories that have taken place. If you mm. have a testimony, or something yeah. from the outreach and the evangelism. Oh, too many testimonies from especially the last couple of weeks, but just of all that the Lord is doing, you know, just very overwhelmed with the goodness of God in specifically in what's been happening in outreach has just been incredible. Um, but I'm a very big believer in stepping first. Mm. And I think that that's something that we have really pressed into um, here at His Providence Church is being able to hear a vision from the Lord and step. And that is completely opposite to what we are taught and how, um, how even when you think about all the methods for launching something, you know, you need to have these things in order and you need to do these parts first. And we've actually been given a tool that's very different in these ministries. And that is to hear the vision, step out into the vision and then see the provision. Mm. And it's, overwhelming and scary. (laughs) Um, and, but it's just been such a blessing to be able to see. So I was sharing with, um, the staff the other day, just some things that happened even since our vision Sunday, um, or vantage point Sunday, um, just some things that we've seen unfold. And, um, one of the, the stories I was sharing with the staff just the other day was, um, so we shared on that Sunday, the fivefold, uh, shared about different things the Lord has put on our heart, especially looking into 2023, some of those kingdom advancements. And after we walked away that day, I was thinking about all the ways we needed provision for these things that we spoke out to happen. (laughs) And, um, and I received a phone call two days later. And one of the phone calls was from um, someone that's never stepped foot in the doors of his Providence church, um, but has partnered in many ways over throughout the years with bags of hope and just said that the Lord had specifically told him that their their family was supposed to help with funding some of the ministries connected uh, to outreach here. Um, wow. One example would be the private adoption agency that we're in the process of opening and launching. Um, some was foster care scholarships for King's Academy. Um, other pieces were things affecting the river and just to see that he's not even local across wow. the country, Wow! just to see that the Lord can speak to people. And so when he called me, um, he said, I need to hear what the vision is for 2023. And I said, well, two days ago, I spoke this out, wow. the things the Lord had given us. And just to see that provision kind of sweep in, um, just shows you that the Lord is there. He's watching. He's providing. Um, we had a beautiful, um, 
one of our foster kids here connected to the church um, was able to be placed in an adoptive home for Christmas. One of the church families here, which was incredible. Um, We had some big needs for Christmas, um, even down to Bibles and bikes and all these things for outreach. And I think I sent the email out at in the evening and by eight o'clock the next morning, all of the needs were met by so many different members of the outreach team. Wow. Um, We had some big needs for the river this year going into 2023 to be able to expand the services offered. Um, We received multiple donations of just um, provision, more provision. And so, um, yes, just very overwhelmed with the goodness of the Lord. I know he's not done. No. Um, And the further you walk out from the boat, the scarier it gets. Um, (laughs) But but it's just teaching us. Yes. Um, you know, you can't sit there and sing songs like Jira yeah. and talk about him providing and without really being able to trust. It's true. So, yeah, just just overwhelmed with everything that's happened, even just in the past couple of weeks. That, that's the part I think that gets me the most is so phenomenal is hearing these things just taking place, you know, post Vantage Point Sunday. And you said something that's really powerful at the very beginning. And it's powerful because it's countercultural. It's not counter God. It is the way that God works. He gives a vision and then he steps out. He gives a vision and then we step out. And I have to say, I was trained in the direct opposite. You Same. Know? Yeah. And, and, and so even coming here over the past few years has been an unlearning of that and yeah. coming into seeing like, wow, when you hear from the Lord and you don't have to build all the framework, because I'll tell you what, Kim, so many of us have spent so many years building the framework and then there's nothing left to launch. Right. Yeah. Even Bags of Hope, I think about it all the time. I think Bags of Hope would have been very different mm. if we had sat and tried to develop a program. Wow. Tried to develop a product. Wow. And what happened with Bags of Hope was we saw the need, we put it together, met the need, delivered it, and then were called up into it from all over the country without a plan. When Bags of Hope happened, we didn't, there was no name. There, wow. was no, there was nothing. It was just duffel bags that were had the embroidered name on it. And I often think about the fact that people don't realize that we we just kept responding. It yes. was not a pro, we did not develop a program. That's so that's good. not what happened. Um, and I I think about that with so so much. Even his Providence Church, we weren't a church and we didn't have a name and just kept walking. And the Lord did the rest. And so I just really encourage people to be challenged by that as you go into this new year. Just start thinking about the visions that the Lord's put on your heart and start walking in them. Mm. Don't sit back as the observer again and just watch. Start walking. Well, it's so interesting, Kim, you bring these things up because I think about you overseeing outreach. And we've been calling it outreach a a lot. And really, it is fitting in that category of evangelism. And if we break that down, I think we have, again, if if I just think about everything you just said and how the Lord has kind of systematically torn through some of the concepts that we've had in terms of how to build something, like let's even do that with evangelism. We have been really wrong in our approach on evangelism in the church in the past probably 40, 50 years. And we think it is going out there and Bible thumping and beating the word and teaching. There is a place. I personally believe there is a place for the street quarter preacher and prophet. I believe in that. Right. I mm-hmm. believe in the tent meeting. I believe in all these different things. But I think for so long we have forsaken this element. I just think about, I don't even know that we'd be able to count how many lives 
have been transformed through these ministry outreaches. And there's an eternal transformation. God has used something, and James talks about that. He's right. saying, you're gonna, you think you're going to have a good ministry, and you say to your brother, be blessed, you know, see you tomorrow, when you right. have something in your hand to do it today. But by meeting a natural need, you're going and bringing the gospel, the good news to people. And that brings those walls down. Yeah. Even when you think about the ministry of Jesus, Mm. right? And I think a lot about that as we look at evangelism. And he wasn't standing up on a stone and screaming scripture. He wasn't. (laughs) He was leading through love and through healing, right? So like that's the river. He's leading leading people through healing. And um, he would talk in parables and stories and ways that people could relate to and understand and was able to reach people in all different places because of the creativity of his ministry. So good. And so I think a lot about that with outreach and, you know, I think about the opportunity to walk with people that have never met the Lord, but see bags of hope and that opens a door. I think about the social workers we can pray with and the foster kids that we're able to introduce to Jesus. And I think about the patients that come into the river that we can pray with. And I think about the people in prison that we're able to minister to. And then we have the street, you know, like street ministry teams that are out doing that portion of it. But um, that's what we have prayed for is just a creative approach to being able to reach people in all different ways. And it may not look like you mentioned, like traditional, yes. but the opportunities and the those ministries are so fruitful. And the fruit that we're seeing that comes from that, those creative approaches um, is just beautiful. It really is. And that's really how everything is being measured is there's so much fruit there and there's continual provision. You can see the hand of the Lord all over it. You know, in, in terms of getting ready for this brand new year and really getting to the heart, what I want to just make a, a a subtle pitch for and promotion is the School of the Spirit. We have a new course that'll be launched next week, The Heart of Evangelism with Pastor Daniel and Stephen Salvatore. And again, we're going to be touching a lot of these things you're talking about, yeah. Kim. That evangelism doesn't have to be, you know, I, I believe part of what we have understood needs to be deconstructed for the Lord to build what he desires. Yeah. And I think what's been modeled here is really just that. So it's beautiful. So if you're not registered for school, we encourage you to register for school. Yeah. Schoolofthespirit.church. It's going to be a great class and really we'll be getting to the heart of it. And I never overlook, I think, a basic need. Like me, you you talked about Jesus and, and I was thinking about, wow, like he taught those people for three full days and they stayed with him. And then he said, man, I have compassion on this crowd. And he fed them. Right. He didn't just send them home. You know, and I think about our children have been at the river and, and Jennifer has been at the river. And I have to tell you, one of my favorite parts is not just, oh, we pray a prayer and we just hope every. No, there is real intentional from the nurses to the doctors are saying, listen, we know that we're just natural practitioners, but we can invite the active agent of the Holy Spirit right. to this process right yeah. now. Yeah. That, that blows me away. Have you ever been at the doctor, at the hospital, and you're thinking, man, I really wish that they were paying attention to the Holy Spirit right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think people miss that, that, you know, medicine is truly, it's, it's, it needs the Holy Spirit, Yes, you know, in so many different ways. So, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. So really grateful for what you're doing. Just a couple quick highlights from this past message of Christmas Eve. By the way, did you guys have a nice Christmas day? Yeah, it was beautiful. Was it? Yeah, it was really nice. That's so awesome. Yeah, I feel tired now. I feel like... (laughs) 
coming off of a, a you know a crazy bags of hope season oh, and, man. and so many things and we did actually have we had a lot of foster care placements oh. over the holidays and so um which I'm so thankful for that we can put these kids into such beautiful loving homes um but it did it did it is always hard around Christmas with a lot of foster care needs. So, yeah. yeah, so I'm feeling it now, but it's good. I can imagine. And a lot of people, I know I've heard you say it over the years and the few years that I've been here, but it's really good to remind it. Sometimes you're getting calls, you're getting placement calls, and you actually have a pool of people from our church that you know you can trust and just get oh, yeah. a, a child in. Oh, yeah, every day. Even wow. today, harassing today. I'm harassing today. Families in our church for wow. a one and a five year old. Um, so, yeah. So, if you could just let us know what's the basic process to go and sign up for that. Yeah. So, please reach out to me if you've ever thought about fostering, if you've ever thought about opening up your home, if you've ever just thought about being a resource in an emergency, um, we can get you licensed. We actually have a class starting at the end of January. Um, We make the process as seamless as possible um, so that it's smooth and it doesn't, you know, not so much torture like you might have heard. Um, And so we can get your home licensed and we'd be happy to walk you through the process. Um, But it is nice when we have homes that are available when those needs um, creep up. That's so awesome. Yeah. Praise God for that. Yeah. Hey, something's coming to me right now that I'm going to throw to you. And oh, you, goodness. You, you tell me oh, if you gosh. don't want to touch it. Ah. You you have a lot of like back room things going on. I mean that in a good way. You're, mm. you're doing a lot behind the scenes. Mm. There's a behind the scenes project that uh, I want to ask you about. And I don't know if you want to talk about it, but it begins with a pair. Oh, my. Is that okay to so talk risky. about? So <laughs> risky. It's risky. Is that okay to talk yeah, about? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. So I've been, I've been encountering a lot of young adults and just saying, hey, check this out. Um, can you just kind of share a little bit about what God put on your sure. heart? Yeah. Yeah. I know peer might seem like a business, but it truly honestly is just a ministry. It's outside the church, but it's a ministry that the Lord put on my heart because I just have seen so many people just sitting and not moving forward in relationships and, um, a lot of people afraid to take risks, similar to what, what we talked is. about, it's right? Stepping out. And uh, over the years, we've done a lot of matchmaking and it's been incredibly successful, just like listening to the Lord for discernment and um, asking the Lord who he has for people and being able to to help lead in that way. The response for pair has been <laughs> incredible, overwhelming. People wow. from all over New England, all over churches, um, all over the community. And every different age group, which I love even more. Um, I would think our youngest uh, person that signed up for pair is probably around 20. Wow. And I think our um, eldest at the moment is in their 70s. And so just a great variety. And so we're just praying that the Lord just brings people together and um, we're able to match through this process. And it's been so far really, really good. Um, But. I am happy to step in and help people find that we, because when I look back at the matches we made, I'm not sure that if we had left them to their own, they would have found each other. There's a lot of people that just walk past each other Mm. on a day to day basis. And, you know, I think in the, former years it used to be you would ask somebody out for coffee yeah or for lunch and it was okay if they said no and it was okay if they said yes and it was just the risk you took right there is no risk anymore it's just people existing and walking by and busy and a lot of social media and a lot of uh, not connecting face to face in that way or Mm. taking that risk and so I'm just trying to step in and help people take that risk um, for relationship. The Lord wants people in families and sets people in families. And if that's what he desires for people, we want to help facilitate that. So it's a little bit of a 
um, something that I just feel like he's asked me to answer personally wow. um, in that way. And so I just constantly continue to pray for discernment in these relationships and connections and um, believe that the Lord has something great in store for those. So what is the website to get registered? Oh, Not that goodness. I need it. I'm just saying. Oh, goodness. It's uh, pairme.love. Pairme.love. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. I've been giving wrong <laughs> website information. So forgive me to everybody who was like, I don't understand. Yeah. I haven't heard back. So yeah, nobody they, should be asking they, me for they that. They can just come to me too. They're, oh, great. Yeah. They're welcome to just come to me. I'll help get them connected. But um, yeah, I always say the bigger the pool of people that we have, the more chance of relationships and mm. um, and all of those things. And I do meet with everybody individually. So it's a it's a really nice time to be able to talk and pray with people about their relationships. Well, the more I've heard about it, the more I like it, because I have to say with the School of the Spirit, what we tell people is there really is no plug and play startup. We're going to get you. OK, this is our first year track. We're going to just plug you right in. We read through every application and mm-hmm. we're praying for discernment in terms right. of what class somebody should begin with. And nine times out of 10, it's a good win what we're setting up, you know. And again, I like what you're saying, what we see modeled throughout the ministries of our church or personal ministries is that the Holy Spirit is the active agent, the one that we're seeking to really let us know how to be, how to help out. Yeah, it's true. It It's not something we can do on our own. No. And I don't think people pray enough for discernment. Mm. I think that that's something that we need to be praying for, for wisdom, for discernment. Um, that's what we're told to do in scripture is to pray for these things, specifically wisdom. And I think those are so important as you're navigating relationships and navigating, um, even communicating with people. And so that's so uh, good. Kim. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, this past Saturday, again, just a few minutes left on our show today, but I wanted to hit a few things that Pastor Zach brought to to light. And the first was that while the Gospels of Matthew and Luke will cover the natural lineage of Jesus, and we can see all that, and it's powerful as you read through all those names matter. Sometimes people are overlooking the names, but they really do matter. John gives us the most important information, that Jesus' lineage is greater. It's eternal. And Jesus was in the beginning with God. He was the Word of God. And I love how Pastor Zach brought that back to the creation narrative, Yeah, that we see the Word framing everything, that God spoke His Word, and the Word is what made it happen. Yeah, it was, it was good. It's really powerful to look at it that way. And of course, you know, when we read through our Old Testament, we can see what what appear to be these appearances, the Son of God or the Angel of the Lord. And and this is where we get that term Christophany that Pastor Mm -hmm. Zach was bringing up. Um, Some might also refer to like a Melchizedek as a type in Melchizedek as a type and shadow of Jesus. You know, Jesus is a priest forever in the accorder of Melchizedek. And so we see these appearances, you know, in the in the fiery furnace. We see the 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 fourth one that appeared to be like the son of God, the son of man. And so looking at that, it's like, oh God, we understand that Jesus, when he came to earth this time, this putting on flesh was just the newest form he was taking. And God had a purpose for that so that he could understand what it was like to carry this flesh. Right. I know it it is until uh, Pastor Zach started speaking those things, it was I had not connected some of those dots before, you know, so that was that was great. I really loved it. I thought it was awesome. And I think it's great. I have to say there is another pastor I had growing up and he always loved. He also caught what Pastor Zach was sharing. He always loved going back to John 1 and just looking at the story that way. Yeah. So hopefully you took some time, everyone, to listen and see. uh, Or if you haven't gone back, you can listen to the podcast and hear the sermon notes as well. But one final point that I really loved is... 
you know, Paul says that the gospel that we preach is, it can be foolishness. And so if we look at the cross, if we look at a son of God, the son of God dying on a cross, I mean, I don't think we we spend enough time understanding that no other religion would really promote this idea that God himself would allow himself to be the sacrifice for everybody. And yet God did that through his son, Jesus. And so the, the, the cross can be foolishness if we don't first understand why God came in right. the flesh. Or the heart behind it. The heart behind yeah. it. And so we see that, that Christmas time, although it is not the actual time that Jesus is born, I was standing outside looking at the stars on either Christmas night or Christmas Eve, and I was just really grateful. And I was I was just kind of chuckling with the Lord and saying, Lord, I know you know, you know exactly when your son was born. But the fact that we take time aside to come up with a day, regardless of how it started, but in our hearts, we're taking time to remember that you did this for us. I know, and I'm confident that pleases you. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it, is, it is overwhelming to think about. <laughs> that's, that's the word I'm using for this last few weeks and even through this Christmas season, just overwhelmed. That's awesome. Well, it's going to be a great week coming up. Of course, we'll be back on the new year. We'll be here at the very first day of the year. So make sure you're at church. Normal service times, Sunday, 830 and 11. If you need more information, go to our website, hpc.church. Check out schoolthespirit.church and pairme.love. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Kim, thanks so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. All right. All right.